welcome to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hi there and welcome to another Flying Solo Podcast. Today we're pulling apart the cloud accounting options for soloists and my goodness there's a few on offer these days. Don't forget if you're listening via iTunes we'd love you to post a brief review of the show, it helps us enormously. And of course we welcome comments and discussion on Facebook or via the page this show has on flyingsolo.com.au. Now, my guest today, Sholto McPherson, is a business technology journalist who writes for In the Black, Public Accountant, Fin Reviews, CRN Australia, and Happily Flying Solo. He also works as a consultant and analyst specializing in cloud accounting software and is the man behind the popular accounting technology blog, Digital First. Hello, Sholto. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure, Robert. Thank you for asking me. Good. Well, look, this, as I kind of said in the intro there, it seems like, wow, there's just so many products on offer for, for solo businesses. And, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to get you to keep solo in the, in the front of your mind as we, as we talk about this. Um, there's so much. I mean, as, uh, I guess to go through all of them one by one is going to be a bit tricky. But um, could you give us in your own terms a quick kind of rundown? Who have we got? What, you know, who's doing what in the marketplace at the moment? Sure thing. Well, most most listeners would be familiar with MYAB and Reckon. These are the two uh, accounting software companies that have dominated the Australian market for the past 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. And Myob has had around 80% market share or depending how you count it, but has yep. definitely been the larger of the two. And it's been a fascinating uh, journey watching these two big companies, uh, incumbents, making their transition from desktop makers and sellers of desktop software Mm. to makers and sellers of cloud software. Uh, hasn't been an easy path for either of them. And uh, in the meantime, you've you've seen these new players emerging. So Xero is probably the the best well-known of those because it spent an awful lot on marketing campaigns and has uh, quickly racked up a, a lot of businesses using its software. But it's not the only one. Sasu actually was was the first uh, back in 2000. Mm. Um, it's a very good accounting program as well. And then recently you've had Intuit, which is the giant in the US. So it has effectively uh, 85% market share of the small businesses in the US. Wow. Uh, that has come to Australia. And um, and you've also had Sage, which is which has similar market share in the UK and Europe. That has only just come to Australia as well. Mm. So there are, the, the, it, it's gone from this cosy duopoly to this titanic struggle between, between multiple programs. I feel like I'm missing out on one. Oh, yes. <laughs> so there, there's, there's another one there which is not for the solo entrepreneur market, but uh, I need to mention it for completeness sake. Sure. Um, NetSuite, which is uh, for enterprise um, okay, so for the bigger guys. Yeah, for those guys. Yeah. There, there's uh, the, an Australian company has done a detuned version of that called J-Curve, which is for uh, entrepreneurs that imagine they will grow extremely quickly 
with complex uh, companies, and that go that scales all the way up to NetSuite. So they, wow, they, okay. they, they picture that as the last accounting program you'll ever need. Wow. And then there's also there's kind of free service. I, I've noticed Wave are starting to have a bit of an impact here and there. So I, I'm not. Sure. I think they hesitant to move into Australia, but seem to have be complying with all our sort of tax legislation now. Have you seen much of much of them? It's a really interesting question, Robert. I don't see much of Wave, mainly mm. because the, the the accounting software companies that are here in force, so obviously all the ones I've mentioned, yep. are spending huge amounts of money on on marketing and huge amounts on on product development to to get an edge in this fiercely competitive market. Mm. Um, so the free ones, I mean, I think they will they will inevitably get some traction, but I just don't know whether they will have a big impact in the longer term, largely because you really get what you pay for. So sure. um, you see all of so – let's take MYB as, as an example. Um, they have poured money into local features such as a uh, – like a, a dongle that plugs into your smartphone so you can take credit card payments with mm-hmm. your – like a tradie can take a, can take a payment at, at, at the customer's – um, site and yep. that reconciles automatically into the accounting software. Um, yeah, Zero has uh, all, all these other, all these other accounting programs also use um, bank feeds to automatically update their mm. accounts. Are they I'd all like, using them now? Is that is that that must be kind of standard minimum? It is. It, it, it's, it's a it's a ticket to the game. Like you, yeah, okay. you can't really do it. But but that in itself has created huge efficiencies. I, I have to admit, I don't know whether Wave does that, but um, but I would, if you're trusting your business to your accounting software, I would recommend uh, going with a provider that has some kind of local presence yep. and has some commitment to developing features for the local um, market. Sure. sure. So, so. And, and indeed, then all the ones that you've mentioned, with with the possible exception of Wave, um, are indeed doing that. And as you say, Sage have um, we've observed them have come over recently and big and big as you mentioned in the UK and. You know, look like they're going to be a, another sort of serious player here. So, the the pricing of all of these. I mean, I haven't um, I haven't been through all of them. I've no doubt you you're pretty aware of them. But it seems to me that um, I mean, I've noticed Reckon coming in um, very cheaply recently with a, like a five dollar a month package. I mean, are you familiar with that? Is that a is that a I'm just thinking for people listening who maybe still doing their accounting, you know, with spreadsheets and cardboard boxes. Um, mm. And we know there's a there's a, a large number of people still doing that. Do you, would you be you know where would you start looking for a small business that's a very very small business that's maybe intending to stay pretty small? Um, where would you direct them to? It's a great question. I, th- I think that it really depends on a couple of factors. And first up, I have to say that that personal preference does play quite a large role here. I mean, mm. some people just the like like the look and feel of one program over another and there's sure. nothing wrong with that. Um, we, for, for the micro business or for the, the sole trader, you, you can pretty much pick any of them and mm. you're going to be doing okay. The reason is that desktop accounting software has had 15 years, 20 years to develop and it's become very feature heavy. But 
to be honest, most of those features are not so relevant to a sole trader. Yeah. Whereas these cloud accounting programs, they haven't been able to just copy and paste the, the, the code from a desktop to the cloud. They've had to start from scratch. Sure. So you can, and you've witnessed, say, Zero has been a great example where they started off with something very basic and they've gra- gradually built more and more out until they, they say they've reached parity with, with, uh, with the desktop systems. Mm. So... Just to tackle that question of whether you should be using a spreadsheet versus an accounting program, yeah, sure. this, is, this is really important. If you are using a spreadsheet to track your finances, you may feel a level of comfort with using a spreadsheet because we all know how to use them and you mm. can manipulate it and see how the formulas work and everything. The downside is that the level of effort it takes to maintain it is often much greater than 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 your time is worth. So, it, you know, while you say, "Well, I can I can see this," it's it costs me nothing. It's part of Microsoft Office or mm. Google Apps, um, and and I feel like I have greater control. You actually that that may be true to some extent, but it comes at a cost, and that cost is sure. your time. Absolutely. So so by moving to an accounting program. You get all these benefits of, uh, so we mentioned bank feeds already. So all your mm. bank feeds automatically populating into your accounting program. I mean, that's just so wonderful. I remember you know, crazy, yeah. a couple of years ago when I started um, using that myself with, with one of these products. It was just like, uh, because of revelation, it's so much easier than sitting there writing everything in their laboratory. And also, I think, just helps you as a business owner um, you feel more professional and you take – I find that I take more consideration when I'm buying something, which just sounds so basic. But I just think, okay, well, where am I going to put this on my business card? Am I gonna, how am I going to pay for this in a way that makes it really seamless when I come to do my accounting? And it's, um, yeah, it's just, it just makes – it saves so much time, as you say. It does save a lot of time. And, and the other – there are two other areas where it makes a lot more sense – one is an accounting program will give you answers to really important questions about your business much more quickly and much faster. And people who are running their business from a spreadsheet often won't even know what questions to ask. But for example, who are your top five customers over the past 12 months? Mm. You know, who, who, is, who, who has, I mean, you, you might have a rough idea, but if you have a, a broad number of customers, say that you are doing many consulting jobs or if you have um, – if it's a delivery business of some sort, you might not actually know who those top five or top ten customers are. And following the 80-20 you know, Pareto principle, it's worth spending more time on those customers because they're more likely to buy more from you. Yep. Or, for example, if you come up with this new service or a new product, it makes a lot of sense to go to that top five or top ten and say, hey, I've just done this. You've loved everything else I've done. Why don't you? Why, you know, you should check this out. I think you'll really like it, mm. and that's an easy way to to increase your your sales. Yeah, and do you, do you see, or do you think it's likely that accounting software is going to move closer to the whole sort of CRM side of things? Do you see a a merging going on? I mean, are we going to get more power out of our um, accounting software? Do you think or Yes, absolutely. It's already starting to happen. So Zero has introduced something called Smart Lists, uh, which segments your customers according to a whole range of of factors. So you can say you could do a search for um, 
who has spent the most money with me in the past six months over, say, five hundred dollars, um, and you know, by by certain geography, you know, right. say say if you're traveling to Melbourne for the day and you you want to fill up a couple of spaces on your calendar, you can find those names. You just pull them up straight away. Most people running a spreadsheet wouldn't even know where to begin with that. No. It just <laughs> wouldn't be possible. Uh, and the other thing I would say about that, um, the CRM is a great. Is, is, is a great thing to talk about, like how to mm. understand your customers better in terms of how they're working with your business. Another one is is just how to understand your business better full stop. Yep. So all these programs, these new programs, have dashboards when you open them up which show you very basic things like how many invoices you have outstanding, um, how, many, how many bills you have outstanding and it gives you a good, a, a good idea of your, your cash flow which is what we all live and die by. Right? Yep. Um, the next level is to go to more more intelligent um, KPIs. So you and that totally depends on the type of business. But you might want to look at, say, um, your growth in revenue month on month, or compare it to twelve months ago, or you might want to look at uh, seasonality, like which which months are your strongest, and and to compare those and. All, all that you can start to do with your accounting program and you can't do that with your spreadsheet. Yeah, no, look, and I think that's very valid, clearly. And we know, again, from you know, surveys that we've done that, that uh, the whole area of, of, of financial knowledge is, can be a major concern, a major stress for a, a number of small businesses. But in so many cases, it's actually far better to have the information in front of you in a way that you can absolutely see it and understand it than it is to just have a worry in your mind that there's a problem coming you know uh, and yeah. it's it's so frequent that that um from people i've spoken to in, in past years and, and conversations that i see in the forums that people are worried about something that they actually don't haven't investigated closely enough in their business mm. Whereas you sit down in the old days with a bookkeeper or an accountant and you'll invariably come away feeling a lot better. Well, what we can get, I think, from a lot of this cloud accounting software is the same kind of uh, impacts on, you know, the more we know, the the less likely we are to worry about things. That's that's very true. And and that the, the brings me to the third thing, which uh, mm. makes this so much more convenient than, than spreadsheets, is that... To get an accountant or a bookkeeper to look at your cloud accounting program is a matter of sending them an email saying, I give you access to my program. Right. And then they can call you up over the phone and, and, and help you with these metrics. They, might say, they can say to you, you know what, you really should look at your, this number in your business and how it's tracking yep. because that will show you not just what, sh- what you should be worried about but where the opportunities are. Like this, mm-hmm. is, this is really useful information. And it, changes that relationship from your accountant and bookkeeper coming in saying, okay, I've got a stack of invoices here. I'm going to enter them one by one into your accounting program, mm. which gives you absolutely no value at all. That, that just helps you pay your taxes, right? Yeah. Whereas if they're coming in and if they're picking up the phone and once a month or once a quarter and saying, look, um, we, we're looking at your program at exactly the same time. We're keeping it up to date through bank feeds and whatever else. Uh, let's talk about how we can grow your business. And I'll, talk, I'll, I'll educate you on the financial numbers or details that you need to understand mm. to be able to um, grow faster. Sure. And tell me, in your in your role where, where I know you consult to accountants, you have a number of, of uh, progressive, let's say, accountants that are working with you um, to kind of stay at the, the front of their game. Are you finding that 
as the accounting software is getting better and better that so it's it's kind of nudging bookkeeping bookkeepers and accountants up to a new kind of level of service as well absolutely and and it's really interesting to see that happen because you you're seeing this split in the marketplace some bookkeepers and accountants see cloud accounting software as a threat because mm-hmm. they charge by the hour and well, most charge by the hour, but yep. they they see that loss of the data entry side of things as a threat to their total revenue. And these uh, the goal of the software companies is to make it more efficient and more productive to do your compliance, to do your taxes and, and manage your finances. So th- there's, th- there's a level of discomfort there which, which some – more traditional players, more traditional um, accountants and bookkeepers are struggling with. Right. But then there's another group which is growing and uh, of, of accountants and bookkeepers who are very excited about these changes. Mm. And they're saying, well, thank God I don't have to enter another invoice. I, mm. I hated that anyway. <laughs> but it and, also – must... and, and now I can spend more time talking about stuff which is really cool like – Let's talk about how we can increase your sales by five percent, or yeah. or you know, increase your net worth. That 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 that's exciting. For yeah, people. and that's uh, it's exciting it, for everybody. Of course it is, and I think it it surely allows those people then to be much more proactive, because it, say if, if they've got access to their clients' um, data as well, they can say, hey, you know, don't forget this time of year is when this typically happens. You know, what are you doing about it? What have you? You know, you can. It, surely allows them to have a much more important sort of pivotal role in our businesses than um, than they have done before, which is a massive opportunity, I'm assuming. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I've spoken to some accountants who are not you – know, most, most accounting tends to be retrospective. You know, you bring your shoebox full of yep. receipts and so on and they, they work out what your tax – how much tax you have to pay for last year's earnings. Mm. I, I'm speaking to some accountants who will – they, they, you sign up for a year and you pay by your credit card every month. It's a fixed fee and they include time in that to call you up and talk you through your forecast, yeah. where, where how they think you're going to grow, how Fantastic. they're going to help you grow. Like that, that is valuable. That's worth paying. Of course it no, is. No one likes paying money for a tax return. No. <laughs> so let me just take you back a moment to, um, again, just looking, just mindful of, of um, people listening to this who, who may be, are just about ready to make the move you know we're we're very near the end of a financial year again and it's like okay never again i'm not going to do this again i'm going to change and so Mm -hmm. hopefully you know people will be will be in that position at the moment so how though you know given that they've so many of these products do have a you know very nice looking dashboard looks like they've all been designed by the same person (laughs) you know but they give us good information Um, again bearing in mind we're talking here about small solo businesses Mm. probably without staff possibly may employ one or two people in the future but may not but working with freelancers maybe a little bit of sort of inventory here and there but not a whole stack mainly selling or a lot of a lot of our audience we know are selling services you know how do you make that decision between a sort of i don't know what it, exactly what it is now 50 dollars a month i think it might be with zero mm. um 15 a month i think it possibly is with sasu and five dollars for reckon you know how do you make that decision because really they all look nice and shiny they all look like they've got the same stuff mm. well I, I, the first thing i would say is that it, it, it the price should not be the main determinant just because something is cheaper doesn't necessarily mean it's better like, like a better yeah, decision sure um 
and and the reckon product is is great for for very basic things but that five dollars is just for the straight general ledger so when you bring it up to parity with say sasu or zero then yeah. it costs it costs more than that it's still it is still reckon is still the cheapest on the market yeah and and that is definitely something to to consider um but what is more important is looking at the features that mm. the programs have and how much time that saves you because when you're talking, say, $5 to $50 a month, if a program has a feature which saves you one or two hours a month, pay for uh, it. then, yeah, look, sure. you, you, you pay for it already. Um, so that, that, that is something that, yeah, I, I would... Yeah, okay, so spend a bit of time basically looking through them and also probably talking to friends and colleagues, you know, post something in our forums and just get other people's advice because I know that from discussions I've seen that we have we have people in the community who use all of those. So I guess it's just being clear, what do you want? Have, spending a bit of time researching it and um, don't be afraid to ask questions. Uh, look, uh, I would, yeah, I mean, it, it is very difficult to, to, to split them, um, say one is better than another when sure. you're talking about someone with a very limited set of needs, like a... a a sole trader doesn't have a lot of demands, yep. and most of these programs will be able to meet those demands. Um, I, I would say that, that, that there are three things that you can still take into account. I mentioned before look and feel. Yep. That is more important than, than people realize because the more comfortable you, are using your, you feel using your accounting program, then the better you're going to understand the finances behind your business, and, and that is, that is the, the really crucial part of it. Yep. So. Look, I've met people who really like Intuit QuickBooks Online, or people who really love the Zero interface, or people who, you know, love uh, MYB Essentials because that's that's connected to they've, they've always been on MYB and, and or Reckon or whatever it is. So th- there are psychological factors in there which which are, are unique. Yep, got you. Individuals, and most uh, of them, I think, uh, I'm not sure it's all of them, but most of them have a a 30 day trial, which sounds a little bit like. Ooh, am I really going to put everything in there and then cancel it after 30 days? But in reality, it's not such a hardship, is it? At least for that look and feel side of things, you can have a little play around with pretty well all of them, I think, before you spend any money. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty standard. Some of them also mm. have demo companies set up, so you don't have to put your data in there. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but, I mean, you know, with these trials, if you don't go ahead, they'll, they'll wipe the data or you can delete the account. So yeah. I, I wouldn't be too worried about about. Um, privacy with these no, okay, these sure. Um, the, the other thing I would mention is that for particularly for sole traders, having a really good mobile app is is um, is something I would consider. Uh, yep. So, for example, the ability to take photos of receipts as you uh, as you generate them is really useful mm. um, because it's one of the things that we always do is is stuff them into our wallets and then we've got to work out what to do with them later on and yeah. who, who's going to enter them. If you get into the habit of when you're in the taxi just taking a photo of that receipt um, and then you can enter it, the details into the app, the great thing about that is then you're not looking back through your calendar trying to work out what the receipt was for. Yep. Um, you're not dealing with a piece of paper which has which starts to fade remarkably quickly over time and then you bring it out and it's half faded and you don't know what the hell it was for. Yep. Um, and the other thing is that you move towards this concept of, of real-time Accounting or near real time accounting, mm. which means that if you're if you're a, a, a sole trader and you've had to entertain clients and whatever, you might actually not know how much money you have 
um, coming in that next month because you've spent all this money on expenses and haven't factored that yep. into your accounting program. So, so it moves away from waiting until the end of the month or, God forbid, the end of a quarter before you know what state you're in. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Okay. And, and, and the more knowledge, the more visibility you have of your financial position, yeah, the then the, the better the decisions you can make. Yeah. So look and feel, mobile app, you had another point as well, I think. Uh, look and feel mobile app. Oh, yes. And um, your accountant. I mean, if you yeah. have a great relationship with your accountant and they prefer to work with one program over another, then then get their advice because mm. they uh, good accountants are keeping an eye on the market and while they might not do every single program out there, I mean, that would be too much to expect. But yeah. they might say, look, I know this one really well. I have lots of other florists like you're using it or, yep. or, 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 or architects like you're using it. Um, they love it and, and, and I know my way around it. Then there's, that helps with the, the – um, that helps with yeah, – Making is the decision. Then, yeah, it of makes course. it easier for them yeah, to we don't, I guess we don't want to introduce something that – you know, you talk there, talk there about the, the look and feel from our perspective. But similarly, we don't want our accountant to be – Gritting their teeth every time. Cross, I've got to do his books, and he, he uses <laughs> yeah. that horrible thing. You don't so, want to be the one client in the practice that does no. something else. No, so. good point. So, so, a couple of questions. Other ones I'd, I'd love to throw at you. So, what? Yeah. What if um, you've kind of made a decision to go down path A? You know, you're dealing mm-hmm. with one of these, and then a year down the track, maybe the shape of your business has changed a bit, or your friend next door has shown you their program and it looks a lot nicer and quicker and faster and all of those things than yours. Mm. How big a deal is it to quit out of one and move into another? It sounds like I'm sure all of those companies are hoping and assuming that we'll never do that, but how bad is it if you want to stop working with you know, brand A and move to brand C? Is it a, is it a big deal or is it quite straightforward? That's really interesting. I think that there's a big psychological barrier to moving accounting programs and that is based on emotions around money and so on. Like it's that the accounting programs can hold a lot of uncomfortable secrets and I think people get, get a bit worried about having to move that to somewhere else and have to deal with the psychological, uh, it's like moving house almost. Sure. Um, I, I don't think it is as great as people imagine for two reasons. One is because we're in this highly, highly competitive market. Most of the, or quite a few of the uh, accounting software companies have free migration services. Right. Um, so they'll flip your data over to the other program. But, you know, in a lot of cases, you don't need to bring all your data over. If you think about no, that's uh, true. the most important things to bring over, often you just bring, need to bring over your customer list and the balances of your bank accounts. And then when, once you set up your, your bank feeds to those bank accounts and you start populating it with those transactions, you, you very rarely go back six months, 12 months and look at past materials. So, yeah, well, that's true. And the records are there and the, you've submitted your return by all chances. So if you just look at your timing, it's, it's, um, you're right. There's really, there should be no reason not to be able to do it quite in, in quite a straightforward way. Mm. And, and, and I would recommend... That like, there's so much innovation that is happening in accounting software now. It is staggering, and um, it's it's worthwhile if you if you find a good enough reason for your business to move over, then you should move. There's, yeah, sure. Yeah, that, it, it, if it saves you time, if it saves you, um, don't don't let it be a, an issue. Basically, just get on and move it. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, yeah. Uh, but particularly, I'd say, say reasons for moving that one might be because a program connects to other programs that you might use. So, for example, if you set up a Shopify um, e-commerce site yep. and and you find that one program automatically connects to the inventory of, of, of Shopify and so the invoices pop up automatically, that's a big time saving. It saves mm. a lot of double handling. That might be worth changing, for example. Yeah. Okay, so look, the next question I'd love to ask you is, you know, we've talked here but roughly kind of 10 companies that are, that are all in the marketplace and if we held our hand up and said hey i'm a solo business or we're a community of solo businesses we need someone to give us you know recommend the best product for us all 10 of them would put their hand up and say well actually that's us <laughs> you know so it's, but how's this how's this going to play out do you think i mean surely are we going to have 10 11 12 companies is what do you see going on you know i'm asking you to put on your futurist hat now where do you yeah. see all this going in the future? Is it going to well, come down well, to... Yeah. Look, it, it, um, technology moves in cycles. When we are in periods of rapid innovation, uh, there's an explosion of competing products um, and we end up with this best-of-breed scenario where businesses are forced to choose from a range of products to, to run their business. Yep. And then after a while, that, that pace of innovation isn't sustainable, so it starts to quieten down. And then you're into a consolidation phase and then we see the emergence. The best of breeds tends to fade and you see the, the, the emergence of sweets. So right now we are very far from <laughs> sweets. Right. So you're going to see a lot of companies for a lot of accounting software companies for the foreseeable future. At some point, I mean, I don't think that it's sustainable to have this many software companies selling accounting software to a small business. Mm -hmm. So there will inevitably be consolidation. Um, and it's really impossible to say who will come out on top? Uh, you know, will MYAB and Reckon's local advantage uh, help them fend off the, the big challenges from overseas in the form of Sage and Intuit? Um, mm. I mean, they, they've got thousands of accountants and bookkeepers who have bought and recommended uh, MYAB and Reckon for, for many, many years. Yep. Um, and the, 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 the loyalty is a crucial, crucial question. Uh, zero is is making a lot of waves. It's moving very quickly uh, in Australia and the UK, and trying to get a foothold in the US. Um, but you know, it, it also has its challenges in terms of um, profitability and so on. I mean, that's a deliberate thing, but yep. still, there's, there's a question there around um, uh, around when it will get to profitability and and stop prioritising growth. Hmm. So. Right now, it's it's anyone's games. It's so, so watch this right space now. by the sounds <laughs> of it. Yeah. And what about? Um, I mean, you, you wouldn't have to squint your eyes too much to imagine the banks kind of moving into this spot as well. I mean, they're always after us. You know, they always want to get small business customers. Is it? You know, and, and there's already now relationships, of course, between e all these providers and the banks through their 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 bank um, streams and so on. So. Um, do you do you think that's a likelihood? Are we going to see one of the one of the banks having a go in this area as well? Yeah, it's a really interesting question. I, I think that there'll be some crossover. So I know that CBA has an iPad app that that does some kind of business intelligence charts, so yep. that it will look at your accounts and and pull up pretty pictures of of what's been happening in those accounts. Uh, I don't think that, that they will launch their own business accounting software or acquire a company because they want to play with as many of the accounting software companies as possible mm. and also when some yeah. of them the size of Sage and, and, and Intuit, 
Um, I mean, these, these are multi-billion-dollar global companies. Mm. They, they, you they don't want to get play, on the wrong they, side of them. Exactly. They, they want to play nice. I mean, yeah. the, the, the big four, for example, don't just operate in Australia. No. Um, so I, I don't think they will. And also, there's a there's a there's a bigger discussion around where online banking goes from here. So instead of the banks moving into business accounting software, it's actually more likely that business accounting software is more likely to move into online banking because mm, okay. if, you, if you think about your accounting program, that's where you go to manage all your finances and you want to pay your bills. You, the, at the moment, you can do a batch payment and export an ABA file and then upload that to your online banking and say pay all these bills and, and it does it in one fell swoop. Um, but what would be much better would just be to log into your accounting program, say pay that bill, pay that bill, pay that bill, and it just goes and it just does the payment for you in the background. Of course. So, so that, that I, I know that this is what the accounting software companies want to do. Right. I, um, I'm pretty sure the banks are trying to work out how they can maintain their visibility without sacrificing that mm. that time with the customer. Because when you go to your online banking, then they'll website they'll advertise various services to you and and can you know, talk about raising loans and then it's but, sure. but, 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 but that I, I see it as inevitable because we're seeing this with the ATO so on the, on the practice management side um, the software that accounting firms use the ATO is saying well instead of your the, we have portals for tax agents or accountants to to upload their Look up details of their clients and upload tax returns and so on. We're gonna, we want you to start building that into your practice management software. So yeah. it's a parallel. Yeah, look, and, it, and it's well, it's interesting, and it, and it is definitely is a watch this space. But I guess the good thing at, at, at this stage, small business, I think, is you know we're the winners. There's all this that they can slug it out as much as they like, and it'll it'll probably mean we get better products at better prices uh, that are more powerful. So long long may it continue to some extent, I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> well, look, and, and I reckon just with a name like Sholto, I mean, really, that's just it just sounds like a brand. I mean, surely are you going to get you can move in the space yourself, but maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not. Okay. Well, look, um, now Sholto, I'd, I'd ask um, all our guests a, a question at the end, which is is um, is related to their own business. So, uh, from the description at the beginning, I know you you run clearly your own business. So I'm just going to, even though you've you've very much been an expert talking about a particular topic today. I'm going to ask you now just to step yourself into your business and uh, choose any number between 1 and 20. I've got a list of 20 questions here that's going to um, help us learn a little bit more about you. So pick a number, 1 to 20. 1 to 20. Um, I'll pick 17. Oh, good one. <laughs> okay. All right. Are you ready for this? What would your mum say is your greatest strength and weakness? My greatest strength and weakness, uh, probably strength-wise, might be uh, I'm quite personable. I think I'm quite good talking to people, yeah, and um, and am trusting and like to think trustworthy. Okay, uh, just grade, just one. We'll go with personable, personable okay. and trustworthy. How about that? Uh, and weakness. Yeah, uh, that's a long list. Let me think about where to start. Um, <laughs> just one that you're prepared to share. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my greatest weakness. Well, my mum doesn't think I have any weaknesses, but, oh, but I'll, so I have to, I have to, <laughs> I'll, I'll have to nominate one instead. Right. Uh, probably, the mark of an entrepreneur is is 
an unflappable optimism that everything is going to turn out all right. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure that's such a bad weakness. All right, unflappable <laughs> optimism. That's yeah. That, that's that's one of the nicest weaknesses I've heard for a while. Well, oh, I look, think I'm, I think it needs to flap. Um, oh yes, okay. If it's unflappable, then it's a problem. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, okay. Good point. All right. Well, look, that's wonderful. And um, th- thank you so much for for sharing all your knowledge with us. It's given us a great insight, I think, into what's going on and. Um, I'm sure it will it will help the decision process of a number of people. Finally, I just I just itching to know. You know, you write about all these um, these products from these businesses. What do these companies? What do they actually? What do they think of you as an ind- independent journalist? I mean, are they, are they kind of couriering around cases of of your favourite wine every couple of weeks, or are they? Do they view? You know, they tread very carefully around you. What's your position in the market with all these guys? Look, I, it, it, it depends on the week. If I've written something nice, and then I, I get beers. If I've written something nasty, then I get lots of nasty phrases. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Grumpy emails and, and, and angry phone calls. So, you know, it, it's, it's the life of an independent. You know, yeah, you, well, you, 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 write, you write for your readers rather than, um, than your subjects. Yeah, quite right too. Perfect. So, look, what's, uh, can you remind me the URL of your, um, your blog is – Digitalfirst.com. Digitalfirst.com. There you go. I should know that, shouldn't I? So, um, Sholta McPherson, thank you so much for spending your time with us. Uh, Digitalfirst.com is a place to go. Um, Enjoy the rest of your week and um, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Robert. Thanks. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au. 